This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Mark Vanesh sent in a report about the Cortez Fire Department's response to the fire in the Glahoos Village on Wednesday, November 23rd. I'm here with Eli McKenty, the interim fire chief from Cortez Island. Hey, Eli. Wow, what a night last yeah, it night. A, it was can a you, short night as far as sleep goes and a long night in every other way. Can uh, you tell us what happened? Tell us the details. At 9.42, we got a call for a structure fire with multiple structures involved. Assistant Chief Mac Diver, the former fire chief, was, is on duty, so he was on command. And we rolled all of our trucks we had quite a good response and got up there. I think we had trucks arriving because the members all have to respond to their halls and then get kitted out and respond in trucks. But I think we had pumpers and tankers on scene about 15 minutes after the call from 911. Wow, that seems pretty it's, quick. It's, a, it's a quite a good response. It depends where a fire is. And actually, this is something that we have discussed with Clahoose and is going to come up again. They're considering building a third hall at Clahoose, which would speed up a response. But given the drive times involved, we were there as fast as possible on Cortez. So that was good. The other thing that really served us is that Clahoose has a huge water system with fire hydrants. It's the only hydrant-protected neighborhood on the island. So knowing that, we were able to really use our resources well. Mac arrived first and did the initial assessment. And then as we arrived, we, we took a hydrant with our pumper truck. But our new tender has a monitor, like a big deck gun that'll empty the 2,000 gallon tank in a matter of minutes. So we rolled that right up in front of the main building that we were attempting to protect and were able to shoot over it and really knock things down fast. It's a cluster of buildings. There's a larger public space and then there was four small houses behind it and three of them were fully involved when we arrived. And the back side of the public space was also on fire. We managed to knock that down and save the public building and the fourth house, which wasn't yet involved. So you showed up, there's three houses and a public building on fire. Yeah. Public building was just starting to go up. So it was the upper wall face towards the rest of the fire, which was downwind of the fire. So it started in the center of the upwind side of this little cluster of buildings and had spread from there. But we had a really good response from our crew. Things went as we trained for them to go. And we made good use of the Clahoos water supplies, which are the best on the island for that kind of thing. It's amazing. The response time and just the fact that you were able to save like a pretty major public building yeah, from no, going up in flames. I'm pretty happy with that. It was a very slow incident to wind down because a partially burnt building that we can't safely go into is a very difficult thing to mop up all the spot fires and hot spots and stuff. So the final couple of hours was just going round and round each of the buildings and getting access to as many areas as we could. We have a couple of thermal imaging cameras that we surveyed everything with. Then there was actually one wall section that caught up later in the night. We got a second call around, I think it was 6.30 a.m., but that was only took us, you know, a minute to knock down once we got there. And then we overhauled that all a second time and yeah. put it out. So, you know, the recent, you know, sort of um, challenges to the 
Cortez Fire Department around your ability to respond to things and your level of training. I think there was even a recommendation that for the safety of the public, you should be shut down. Yeah, I'm really glad we weren't shut down prior to this because it would have been a terrible story if we hadn't had a fire department to respond to that. I think this demonstrates that we are able to respond safely and effectively to an emergency and deal with whatever comes up. Thanks. Well, I appreciate you sharing this. I'm going to pass it on to the community. I think it's like a a really incredible story. And I'm so grateful that we have so many volunteers in the island that are are so quick to respond. It's the volunteers that make it happen. You were telling me that uh, when a fire happens often, people are more excited to join. It always increases interest in joining the department, which is great. I mean, it's a terrible way for it to happen, but it's great that it does happen. So You had somebody uh, call you? Yeah, I already had somebody text me this morning. It's when we're out there in the community and people see the need for it and what we do, it edges people to join. Any lessons for the community from this that's going to be helpful for us to think about? In the long run, if there are developments going in like Rainbow Ridge or whatever, hydrant protection is huge and sprinkler protection too. The statistics around home sprinkler protection are fairly impressive. Um, Otherwise, one thing that I definitely took note of is some of the FireSmart guidelines, like having closed soffits. The backside of the public building had properly closed soffits, otherwise it probably would have burnt. That kind of thing is important, specifically for wildfires, but anytime you have fire exposure, all the same things apply. So if you have buildings close together and they're following the FireSmart protocols, they're going to be much easier to protect. And the likelihood of being able to save increases. Yeah, that's really important. Sweet. Well, thank you, Eli. Thanks, Mark. Talk Talk to you soon.